Hello, and welcome to Returning to Us, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to hack your brain, build and strengthen relationships, and to teach people how to recognize and neutralize their emotional states. I'll discuss emotional intelligence and regulation, how food and exercise impact the body and brain, and share lessons from my own lived experiences. I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, the founder of The Behavior Hub, which is an organization that works to reduce the stressors of raising and educating children through a brain and biology-based lens. In these episodes, I'll share stories and strategies from my own life, work, and research, answer listener questions, and wrap it up with a try-it-at-home tip. Decades worth of information in just minutes. You ready? We are back for book study part two, book review, Limitless, Jim Quick. If you did not listen to episode number one, it would be fine to listen to this episode without listening to that. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode number one because I break down some texts and some quotes and some things from the book. I'd also encourage you to buy the book and read it. It's totally worth however much it costs. <laughs> if nothing else, just tune in to Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, who has his own podcast and is on lots of podcasts to learn more about all of this stuff. All right, let's jump right in. Let's go into some quotes from this book, some information from this book, and I'm going to break it down and expand it for you. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, far too hard. (laughs) I say this a lot when I'm teaching, and I say this a lot when I'm talking about like conference schedules. I, I understand why we have big conferences for like a day or two days or three days, but they're really the worst for keeping information in your brain. It's way too much, too fast. I think there's another quote. It's probably a Jim Quick quote, quote, too much, too fast, won't last. Um, In this quote, he says, inch by inch is a cinch, yard by yard, it's far too hard. What he means is that little micro steps, little micro bits of information or action steps, easy, accomplishable, we can do it, doesn't overwhelm us. Yard by yard, big giant leaps, far too hard. Think of like if you stop, if you don't go to the gym, but you want to start going to the gym, you want to lose weight, you want to get back in shape. It is never going to be sustainable if you just sign up for a class that's every day for an hour, seven days a week. That's too big of a jump. Start with like five minutes a day, maybe like two times a week. Build on that. When you when you get into a consistent routine with that, then you can add 10 minutes, 15, 30, uh, add more days, but you can't do too much too fast. Think about what is the tiniest action you can take first, where you can fail where you cannot fail, that will put you in a progressive state towards your goal. It's the tiniest little action. There are so many books on this. Um, Atomic Habits, um, BJ Fogg. I think it's BJ Fogg. Oh gosh, I can't think of all the books now I'm saying this. Um, Tiny Habits is one. Atomic Habits. Um, Lots of people write on habit work and it's all based on research and it all talks about micro steps. Sitting is the new smoking. We sit, I sit all freaking day. I'm on a computer, I'm in calls, I'm in meetings, I'm typing, I'm texting, I'm doing separate projects. And I have, at least in my um, work, have tried to find new ways of sitting. I have an exercise ball, I sit on the floor, I have an ergo chair, I have a standing desk. I'm not great at walking while I'm working, but there are walking pads. People have treadmills while they work. 
People take breaks and go out for walks. I do go for a walk at least two to three times a day. I try and move after work, but man, we, we are sitting a lot and, and all of our stuff is like the same seated position, like 90, 90, 90 degree. Even our workout equipment is in that same type of positioning. So you've got to find ways to move your body, your, get your back, shoulders back, get your spine straight. Um, we're just not, not in a great state. We are, um, sitting a lot and that deteriorates the body a lot. And there's research that shows an equivalent to almost the, the, and more so than, than the negative impacts of smoking. So move that body, move it a lot regularly. Kids too. The other thing about moving your body is, well, your body needs it and it craves it. So it's your brain. Your brain really likes it. When you move, it increases something called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. <laughs> Go ahead and Google that. It will give you some interesting information. But what I need you to know about brain-derived neurotrophic factor is that it is fertilizer for your brain. We like fertilizer for our brain. Our brain is often stressed, so we like things that help it. When you move your body, you wake your body up. When you move your body, you can retain information better. When you move your body, you're happier. When you move your body, you're in a better emotional state. So even when you're listening to books, TV, podcasts, whatever it is, move at the same time. Start pairing your sedentary things with movement. And especially if it's learning-based, you'll retain the information way better. Keep your body more alert. Your blood's pumping. Everything's going to work and all better together. Leaders are readers. <laughs> I think I just saved this because I really love to read books. I really love a good printed book. I barely have any eBooks or audiobooks, And when I do have them, I feel like I never listen to them. I never learn much from them because I love a physical book. Why are leaders readers? Ah, because it's information. You're always learning. You're always improving. Your brain is growing. It's staying active. It's staying sharp. So good leaders are ones that are always growing and growth-based and, and reading information, new information, staying up to date with research, improving. And there is also a fine line between when is too much. Like we can be too much self-improved based. When you are too focused on your own self-development and self-improvement, it becomes almost narcissistic. Like I'm not saying that someone is a narcissist. I'm just saying we all have a little bit of narcissistic, like narcissistic like tendencies. And in the last 20, 30 years in society, we have really gotten more self-focused. How can I be better? How can we be better? Like not even how can we be better? How can I be better? What can I do? Self-development, self-improvement, <laughs> retreat, workshop, mastermind. And those things are beautiful. And there's a lot of growth that comes from them. And when you are always so focused on yourself, you overlook focusing on others. And it's a collective whole in the community and the tribe that comes together that really saves us, saves the world, saves ourselves. We need connection and we are getting away from connection when we are so self-focused. Why else are leaders readers? Because you can literally download decades of information and research into days when you read someone else's book. These people spend decades. I remember someone saying like they wrote a book and took them like 17 years to write. Decades. That's almost two decades. You can read that in like a couple weeks unbelievable. And it's a very mindful-based practice. Reading 
you have to look at the words. You have to use your cognitive ability to read, scan, sound things out. Um, so when you read, you can't be doing something else. You have to be attentive to what's on the page. When you do that, your body is focused on one task at hand, which we barely ever are. So it's a great mindfulness practice. If you read 45 minutes a day, that gets you a book a week on average. 45 minutes a day gets you a book a week. Now I don't read 45 minutes a day because I don't create that much time in my schedule. I have it. I just don't create it. I allot that time or send it elsewhere, like to my child. And I read about 15 minutes a day. So that gets me about a book every three weeks. That's still not bad. I aim for a book a month. That's a feasible possibility. That's like 10 minutes a day. And if it's not, if I can't read every day, I'll listen to the audio book or listen to a audio book and audio book. One of my favorite Jim Quick strategies is something called pie. <laughs> it's called pick a place, use your imagination, intertwine or en not intertwine, <laughs> entwine. <laughs> it's been a long week. What does this mean? I use this strategy when I am rehearsing like speeches or workshop presentations where I don't want to look at notes because I'm not a big note holder fan. I just like to speak from the heart. So this helps me to remember all my points. So you, you pick a place, like maybe a room, like right now I'm in an office. This is an office I'm familiar with. So what I do is I use my imagination. I might close my eyes or if I'm in the physical space in my office, I look around the office. And what I do is I match one of my speaking points to an object in the room. And I go from left to right, or maybe up from the top to the bottom or left to right, top to bottom, whatever. Um, so I might walk in, I might walk in the physical room or I might visualize them in the room and I start on the left. Okay. I see a bike. Bike is point number one. I look beside the bike. There is um, like a basket of tech tools. So I'm like, okay. Basket is number two. Then I've got my exercise balls. Number three, giant window. Number four, desk. Number five, Speaker, number six, um, foam roller, <laughs> number seven, printer, number eight, whiteboard, number nine, and spare computer monitor, number 10. So I think about those rooms, those rooms, those things in the room from left to right. I have 10 speaking points. I close my eyes. I visualize the place. I use my imagination. I tie one of my concepts, my points to each one of those 10 things. I scan my head around the room. When I am up there speaking, I go back and I visualize the room and I remember those 10 things. When I tie it to something, it's easier to remember. Let me give you a perfect example of this. I'm going to teach you 10 brain superfoods in like 30 seconds. And I'm going to tie them to a place. Now it's not a room. It's a part of your body, but it's a, it's a place. So I am going to tie a concept, which is superfoods to places on your body. I'm going to give you 10 in a matter of a couple seconds. Normally 10 would be too many for you to remember, but I'm going to use my imagination to Really lock it in with you. Are you ready? This is an example from the book. Superfood number one, touch your head. Massage your head like you're massaging avocados into your head. Avocados is number one. Touch your nose. It's like blueberries are shooting out your nose holes. Blueberries number two. Mouth, pick at your teeth like you've got broccoli stuck in your teeth. Broccoli number three. Use your cotton swabs to touch your ears to get that wax or olive oil out clean your ears olive oil is number four touch your throat if you're a male you have an adam's apple right in the middle of your throat that kind of feels like an egg egg is number five 
touch your shoulders. Pretend you're a linebacker. You've got these big leafy greens covering up your shoulders like your, your shoulder pads. Touch your collarbone, that collarbone. Pretend that that is a big pink necklace made out of salmon. Beautiful colored flush of salmon necklace. Fingers, pretend you're dipping them in turmeric. Pull them out, they are all yellow. Touch your belly button. Coming out of your belly button, shooting out walnuts. And touch your bottom, dark chocolate. We can make that reference ourselves. <laughs> all right, in like a minute or two, I just went through 10 different superfoods. I guarantee if I tell you those parts of this body, you probably can remember most of those superfoods. For example, I'm gonna go head. What was head associated with? What was the superfood that you're massaging into your scalp? What was shooting out your nose? What's stuck in your teeth? What are you waxing out of your ears? What's on your throat? What is on your shoulders, covering your shoulders? What's hanging from your neck? What's all over your fingers? What's coming out of your belly button? What's coming out of your bottom? Unbelievable, right? Just imagine if we did that for education and kids. There's a quote, I don't know who said it, but it's what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember, but what I do, I understand. Our brain thinks in images and pictures and visuals. We need that. Here are the 10 things to do to unlock your limitless brain. Feed your brain the right foods. Get rid of ants. Ants are automatic negative thoughts. Exercise, move your body. Make sure you are taking the right amount of nutritional supplements or getting your vitamin levels tested. Make sure you are around good, positive peer peoples, groups. Keep your environment clean of clutter and debris and dirt. Get enough sleep. Protect your brain. Wear a helmet when you ride a bike. <laughs> Get enough sleep. That also protects your brain. Keep learning new things. Keep your brain active. And most importantly, manage your stress. Jim Quick says, don't keep this to yourself. Teach someone else. So take this information and share it with somebody around you. I say that at the end of every episode. <laughs> and I'm going to leave you with this. Our habits are at the core of who we are. So many studies have shown that between 40 and 50% of what we do every day is the product of a habit. Are your habits helping you or hurting you? And if they are hurting you, how can you change them to better help you? Today's listener question takes me to how do we help students navigate, navigate stressful situations? They are never going to probably be able to avoid that. They are always going to experience stressful situations. So what can we do? Build that relationship foundation must build a relationship first. Number two, teach them how to regulate, teach them self-regulation skills, because when things get stressful, we begin to get dysregulated. Number three, teach them communication skills. We do not communicate well in the society. And when we get stressed out and we don't know how to regulate communication skills really start to slip and things go downhill fast, give them words, scripts, teach them how to get regulated and use those communication skills. To wrap up the show, I'm going to give you a try at home tip, which is to tune into another person, Layla Delia. I love Layla Delia. I think I just love her voice. It's so soothing and calm, but she also is a speaker of grand wisdom. <laughs> I found her on Insight Timer, the app. It's a free app. You can access her content for free on there. There are like higher levels of it and courses and other content that you can pay to have an upgrade for. And I I do invest in that upgrade and it's like $50 a year. And for me, that's worth it because I like taking the courses and I like the meditations, but I really like listening to her meditations and to her coursework and to her 
audio messages because I think that they're really insightful and really intuitive and very spiritual and emotional. So I would encourage you to just check her out. She's also in other places besides just Insight Timer. I'm sure she has a website. Um, maybe has a podcast, probably has been interviewed on podcasts and probably is on YouTube and definitely is on social. That's it for today's episode of Returning to Us podcast. Don't forget to try it at home tip. Look up Layla Dahlia, L-A-L-A-H-D-E-L-I-A. And if you are looking for more support in the areas of stress, trauma, behavior, the brain, I would love to be a part of that learning journey. If you know of a school, if you work at a school, if you have kids that go to a school, if you think that this school would benefit from coaching in this arena, in this helping kids manage stress, helping teachers manage behavior, dealing with trauma, brain-based supports, brain-based learning, Behavior Hub, we are your people. <laughs> Send my information to them and I'm happy to schedule a discovery call or invite them to join you and I on a discovery call. It's free. And you can learn more about all of this on our website where you can see coaching, online courses, training programs. There's even university credit, University of Pennsylvania for taking our courses. If you want to learn more about any of this, shoot me a text. 717-693-7744. And until next episode, I am Lauren Spiegelmeyer and thanks for joining me. Thank you.